<laughs> Welcome to Atomic Radio Hour, episode 128. I am your host, Vince, and I'm also here with... Your, um, hyper-authoritarian host, Olive. And Papa's here. Hey, no, Papa. No. No. <laughs> no. Introduce yourself, sir. Hello, it's me. Special guest, Kyle. Or, or special guest host, or... My millions Papa. of names. <laughs> C- Cookie Thief, host Cookie with the most. Thief, Next man. Gen, Cyborg. Next Gen, Gen Kyle. Kyle. Uh, hey yeah. Kyle, when do you get when do you get five G put in your head so we can call you five G <laughs> Kyle? Let me see. Soon. And I'll so be what's shot up, at. What's... <laughs> Kyle, Kyle's a walking coronavirus transmitter. <laughs> <laughs> That is fake news, but I'm doing all right. Was I've had kind doing? of a, a crappy couple of days. There's a crap ton of snow here in mm-hmm. in western New York, so I'm not leaving my house ever again. Yeah, yeah. It snowed mm-hmm. uh, like two feet by by me. I don't know about by you, Kyle, but by me, it was like two feet. Oh, okay. I think we got about like seven to eight inches where I'm at. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. So, um. I feel like we're going to have to talk about this because we talked about it last week, but Cyberpunk kind of died. It kind of died. However, I've been playing it since last recording, and I've been having a good time. Same. I feel bad saying that I've had a good time, but like I've been playing on PC, so I've been getting the not bad experience. Uh, Why do you feel bad for I'm on next-gen console, and it runs fine. (laughs) Yeah. If you're on a PS4, I mean, uh, honestly, I'm so sorry, but... On PC, I've kind of t- I've tinkered with my settings so that I'm getting like good frame rate and it looks really good. And I'm surprisingly getting more attached to half of these characters than I expected that I would. Why are you? Fe- why do you feel bad about enjoying something? I don't know because like I don't feel bad about it because I've been enjoying it. But I like I feel bad that so many people are having a bad experience with it. That's kind of what I mean. Like. I'm having a really good experience, so I was um, hoping that other people could have a similar experience, because, Kyle, I don't know about you, you've been playing it a lot. Like, some of the characters are really interesting, yeah, yeah. and their quests are really cool. Like, I'm in love with Pan Am. Pan Am's amazing. Pan Am? Yeah, I love her. I gotta say, my favorite so far is the uh, AI uh, limo driver guy. Oh, Delamain? <laughs> yeah. That dude fucking rocks. Yeah. But I, I I get what you're getting at. Yeah, I, it's... This was definitely not a current gen game, and should have probably yeah. never been. Yeah, it they should have released it on PS4. They yeah. should have waited a year. From everything I've seen, they should have waited another year. So the thing that I think is just the most wild thing is that the the police don't have a chase AI. Like the police are literally half baked; they're half implemented. So if you do anything wrong, you can just get in a car and just drive, and it'll never be a problem. Kidding yeah. Me. Because police don't get in their own police cars and chase after you. And I think that's just fucking wild. That Dude, that's like that GTA 5. GTA 5, they at least chase you in no, their cars. No, but GTA 5, you don't see cops driving around. It's really? the most unrealistic part of GTA 5, and that's what bothers me the most. Go play GTA 5. Go to Gatton. Go drive around CJ's block. You will never see cops just driving around. Shoot somebody, there's four cops right there. 
they spawn a block away. You, Cops you, do you not drive right around. About that. I, I Dude, don't remember everything. Like, this game has been out since 2013. It was the first thing I noticed. Cop, you will never see a cop you're car right. just driving around. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're, fucking, you're right. So oh, I bitch about GTA 5, and everyone goes, oh, baby shit is diaper. Oh, little baby shit is diaper from the Grand Theft Auto. No, the game fucking sucks. GTA 5 fucking sucks, and I hate boats. And I'm going to fucking play it with yeah. Kyle soon, but still. Like... <laughs> Are you guys going to stream or record it? Uh, unless we start getting loud. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, dude, there's a vivid memory I have of playing San Andreas and standing on a car. You can't even stand on cars anymore and just drive around and shoot people. But uh, I remember standing on a car and having a sniper and scoping in on the driver of a cop car that was just driving around. And I played San Andreas when I visited you two, three weeks ago. And I remember mm. seeing cop cars driving around. Uh, and I shot the driver and the car kept driving and I couldn't believe it. Like you could see the dude's yeah. head fly off and the blood spurt out and then he just, the car just kept going. <laughs> and like, that's one of the most like vivid glitchy memories I have of San Andreas. And I was playing five when it first came out and I was like, where's Where the cop cops? Cars? Where's the cop cars? Where's the cop? The only time you'll find a cop car in the wild is if you go to the police station. Yeah. Like, the thing that I was thinking that GTA 5 had that implemented, but I was actually thinking about Saints Row 3 and 4. Like, there's just cops driving around, and if you rear-end them, they get pissed yeah. and start yeah. shooting at your ass. Yeah, yeah. Go but, go, go play GTA 5 for 10 minutes. Get done with the well, main, like, gonna intro It's going to take mission. a year to download, because it's, like, yeah. 70 gigabytes on PC. But, yeah. Yeah. But regardless of GTA 5, not really the topic of, of No, no, here. yeah, yeah. I bought the game four times. I don't know, I'm a Cyberpunk, I, I like it. I like the, they, like, augmentations. I like the, like, progression. I like I, um, this, this dystopian I like world. Like, I like what this world, like, is. <laughs> yeah, like, like violence and sucks. sex and, like. Yeah, everything sucks. <laughs> yeah. And it's great. But everything sucks now. Yeah, but everything sucks and it's not great now. Everything sucks and it is great inside. But how is it great? Like, explain what makes it great. You can just literally do whatever. Like, it's pure anarchy, but also controlled by... Or the day-to-day -day actions of people is just pure anarchy, but the actual civilization is straight up just controlled by the elite and the rich. It's like... And I think it's like... It's like, take Borderlands... But le like less it down from like crazy psycho people in underwear and like more civilization. So mm -hmm. there's not a lot of underwear. No, not, not, that, just, not, not necessarily. Not. <laughs> I wouldn't say that there's not underwear unless they're off. It's just not on somebody. <laughs> they're yeah, they're just not on someone. No, I just yeah, and a lot of the side quests are really interesting in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like um. There was one where this guy, um, this bartender that you meet pretty early on, depending on your path, he was like, hey, I think my wife's fucking around on me and cheating. So there's a mission where you have to go, like, follow her. And you end up going, you follow her, and she ends up uh, in, like, a cybernetic clinic to get, like, augmentations on herself. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm not fucking around. I'm just, like, getting beauty augments to, like, cover up my identity. And I was like, holy shit, this is actually kind of cool. Why did you want to... Well, I mean, that probably spoils it. It, it wasn't like a main scenario quest. It was like a side quest. Well, it just got taken off of the PS4 store, right? Yeah. That is wow. That's, yeah. Uh, that's really I can't wow. think of anything else that was ever removed and get got refunded for everybody. Because Sony I was has... I going to say, really PT, that was free. Really strict refund yeah. laws. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is strange because you would think that they would use it as a selling point for the PS5. So you think they'd be like, if you bought it on the PS4, you get it. Because I think, I think it, it's just a free upgrade. Yeah. From the, 4 to 5. Oh, really? So, yeah. So you would think it would just be like, don't worry. In a year when we make more than six of them at a time and scalpers aren't going wild, you'll be able to, um, you'll be able to just get the free upgrade. Yeah. The only thing I could think of being taken down really from the PS store was, uh, was PT, but that was that was a, that was a, a demo. Yeah, that was like a different scenario. Uh, Scott I have Pilgrim. It. I, still have I remember it. Scott Pilgrim got taken, but that yeah. was due to yeah. copyright and that stuff was, like that. That was licensing issues. Yeah, but like No Man's Sky never had that. Fallout seventy six never had that. But like mm-hmm. for some reason, Cyberpunk got that. Like it's I just, just, I think something else is going on. I think it's yeah. I think it's what do you call it? I just think it's the fa- people. I've noticed this. That the fan base of CD Projekt Red is very, very entitled. They're kind of vicious. Yeah. They were like, this game needs to be, uh, this, this game needs to come out now. I need this game now. This is the future of gaming. And then like the game came out and they're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, like everyone's like, this game needs to be coming out right now. And then as soon as it came out, everyone's like, should have waited another six months, yeah. bro. Like, just, like, I, like, I love the idea that because somebody makes something that I, like, I use as some form of entertainment, that my opinion on it, regardless of what matters, they think yeah. is, is not that it doesn't matter, because all feedback is good feedback, but there's three types of feedback. There's, I don't like this, there's, I don't like this in malicious, and then there's positive feedback, or there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's, um... Or, like, valid criticism. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and just, like... To, to see that people are freaking out about this and it's just, it's not Geralt in the future and they're upset about it. Like, like, I think like the thing about like the cops, like that's a valid criticism. Like yeah. that, that should have been something that should have been implemented, especially how it's like you live in this corporate police state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's something that should have been there. But like, if there's like, say lighting bugs on like the PC copy or something, oh. like, all right, then, like, who cares? Like, that's just, that's a bug. That wasn't, like, an oversight of implementation. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I feel like, despite me having a good time, I'd like to see where it is in six months after they kind of get their collective heads out of their asses. That being said, I feel bad because CD Projekt Red is going to crunch the fuck out of their developers, and it's going to be just not very good. they, they were doing something before the game came out where they weren't necessarily crunchitizing me captain but they were doing like <laughs> you like that one Kyle <laughs> they were doing uh, they were doing um they had to work 6 days a week and they were getting paid overtime like it was it was mandatory overtime that's that's like unfortunately that's kind of a standard when games get into the final phase yeah but they're getting paid like it's not like they were overtime. like being whipped and they're like get back to work boy like it was they were getting paid, it was overtime, and then everybody was going to get a bonus of at least fucking five figures. Hmm. Like, with, with The Last I, of Us, The Last of Us 2. I people were fairly compensated for their work, but yeah, still, but- I feel like any overtime shouldn't be mandatory. Like, if your contract says you got to work, say, 40 hours a week, at 40 hours, you should have a say in whether you're doing overtime or not. Like, after that. Yeah, I guess. Like, that's just, like, labor laws. Like, that's... Yeah, but they're also in Poland. Mm, that, that's... It's totally different, different in Poland. Yeah. yeah. 
they they could be in po- like it, that's yeah, the thing we is, do have a very american perspective of, of like how the regulations work yeah but also if if like it's getting to the point where if crunch doesn't exist these games take 10 years to come out and then they come out underdeveloped because the next generation's here i'm not saying crunch is a good thing i'm just saying games are getting crunch too big red dead red dead 2 is too big of a game i have my gripes with red dead 2 to, to begin with, mm-hmm. but just in general, it is too big of a game. Think about think about your favorite games and think about the size of the map. Think about how big San Andreas felt versus how San Andreas feels now. There's four yeah. cities in San Andreas. Yeah. And in GTA 5, there's two. You know what I mean? And like, like the and like the sandy area. No, that's what I'm saying. There's Los Santos and there's Blaine mm-hmm. County. And that's it. And it's so big that there's a fucking lake. Like, that's just... Like, people say, like, oh, my God, it's so big that there's a lake in three mountains. Yeah, there's a lake in three mountains, but there's nothing I can do with that lake in three mountains. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's... Okay, here's the mountain, there's the lake. Great. But I can't do anything with that. It just exists. Mm -hmm. I could take a boat in it. Yeah. Fine. Just be... Yeah, like, just because there's... A game is big doesn't mean that it's bigly full of content, you know? Yeah. Like, look at all these games... Dude, the, the... Four, the, the PS4's biggest games came out at the end of its life cycle. Ghost mm. of Tsushima, which I haven't played, but Kyle I haven't loves, played either. Right? Woo. Yeah. I wish you guys could see Kyle's face. Um, <laughs> I mean, Kyle loves well, it. So. And, and it's, uh, <laughs> and it's, it, for some people was a seller. Like it was a big deal. And for me, the game that justified my, my PlayStation 4 purchase was The Last of Us 2, which had a myriad of problems during development, storytelling, and the fan base itself collapsed upon it. It, uh, it collapsed upon mm-hmm. itself once they found out they didn't like where the story went because it got leaked. So mm-hmm. for me, Personally, if I didn't have a PlayStation 4, I would have bought a PlayStation 4 for The Last of Us 2. But that is such a massive game for PlayStation, and it didn't come out until the end of the PS4. L- quite literally, it was on its deathbed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So games the are only, just getting too big. Yeah, like, the only... um Kind of unrelated. The only reason I bought my PlayStation was for Kingdom Hearts. That's... Basically, the only reason I buy PlayStations is to play Kingdom Hearts on yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like games being the perfect size, like I look at my favorite game, Okami. I've talked about it at length. Um, each of those little areas that are in the game are relatively small. Like each of the areas, like there's only one big area, and that's uh, Shinshu Field. Yeah, it's like the second area, and even that, it's not that big. And everywhere you look, there's like something to do. Like there's nothing that's there that wasn't put there intentionally Mm -hmm. and like doesn't have a point um especially if you go back and get all the collectibles you kind of understand the area a little bit better um and be like oh this wasn't just a random thing that was here this actually had meaning and there was something to do here um so like games that are kind of like i want to say like small and homey i have a lot better like time with because games that are like super big um and open worldy i kind of like get lost like i i feel like i should follow the main quest line Mm -hmm. just because like that's what the developers like mainly worked on well yes i find most of my personal joy in doing these small little intimate moments yeah yeah they wouldn't put side quest in there if they didn't mean something yeah Mm -hmm. um so this is 
we'll get to the lore. Hold on. But this is kind of like a point that I want to make because we're talking about this. I'm currently replaying Horizons. Oh, yeah. Because my girl Aloy's coming yeah. back. Grab. Yeah. Ooh, my girl Aloy's coming back. Um, and I've noticed a few things while playing it. One, it's dystopian, which is fucking... I'm all about it. Yeah. It's too happy dystopian. Um, but whatever. That's That's kind of like a small thing. The world is just so big. And because they don't have to worry about, like, building a city, they can kind of build a city and destroy it and then let somebody, like, let the grass kind of tell the story and the trees tell the story and the animals that have now inhabited tell the story of what everything kind of looks like in this world. Like, I'm kind of seeing it as a plus, but at the same time, it's like, I got an hour and a half to play. Mm. Like, what can I do in an hour and a half? I don't want to do the main story. I want to level. Like, it's just... It's a lot, but then you have because a game. You don't want to just like have a walking simulator. It's like, yeah. oh wow, these quests are great, but it takes a half hour for me to get to that side of the map. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That and that was my problem with Red Dead. I couldn't turn it on for twenty minutes and just play. Yeah, the there's also one of travel in that game, which I can agree with you with on that. Like going so far in that horse was. Yeah, was and you could only fast travel if you were at your camp. Yeah, so I had to go all the way to my camp just to go all the way over. Like it just. Like, put put fast – and maybe they added it and maybe it was there from the beginning and I just didn't see it. But they should have added fast travel with um, – you set up a little fire because I'm pretty sure that's how they did fast travel in the first one. But I want to – I was just – just Horizons, GTA 5, and then Spider-Man 2016. Just – or 2017 or 18, whenever it came out. Hear me out. Horizons – is a big sprawling open world of landscapes and and forests and all this shit, right? No, I can't speak. Beautiful on, game too. It's beautiful. It's great. I love Aloy. She's a great character. I f- I'm finding that I really like when I get to play as a female in a game, um, especially a, a bow woman. Um, I mean, I figured that out way earlier than you, bud. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's. I think it's just because it's a different perspective. Right. Like, right I could yeah, play I'm guy d- with just, gun. Yeah. All day long, but this is something different. Um. This is female woman. Female woman, yeah. Because, like, that's what I loved about The Last of Us is I got to play as Ellie. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, shooting people with explosive arrows, fucker, and then just walking away, yeah. Uh, so, and I like playing as Abby. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. I I, I appreciate it more the second go-around, playing as her. Yeah. Um, Horizons, big open world destroyed city, forest overtaking. It's it's it's. Did you know it takes place in Colorado? It takes place in Colorado, and then you get to go to Utah, and I think parts of New Mexico, and the new one takes place in San Francisco, but I'm getting away from the point. The point is, you have this open world, and then you have a game like Grand Theft Auto V, where you're in a city that looks so much like L.A., that it's almost scary. Like, yeah. I remember playing GTA 4, and I've been to Manhattan a billion times, but driving around Manhattan in GTA 4, and then going to Manhattan again and being like, wow, holy shit, they did a fine job here. And then... But the thing with, with GTA 5 is all those buildings exist, but they're just, they're just geometry. They're just geometry. They're just shapes. They just exist there to exist there to fill up space. But then when you play a game like Spider-Man, those built, like you can't go into those buildings. You can go into like six buildings in GTA 5. You can go into the clothing shop. You can go into uh, the food place. You can the food place. You can go into like a, like maybe a couple like of houses, a liquor store, a gun like, store. Yeah, yeah. Those places exist for you to be able to enter. But then you play a game like Spider Man 
20 when did it come out 2018 yes i can pull it up real quick i think 20 insomniac spider-man you can't go into those buildings but they rendered enough of the building that when you're climbing or swinging past you can look in yeah and you can see 2018 you can see somebody's apartment so and because of you having to swing and use use your surroundings to help you swing around it kind of gives you a feeling of like oh this means something like this building has some sort of an interaction outside of just being here as a set piece right and because of how fast peter parker can swing through new york it feels like a more condensed map it doesn't feel like a small map but it feels more condensed in the sense that you can kind of thwip 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 and you're and i'm i'm in uh I'm in I'm in the Diamond District, and, and then I'm in Harlem, and then I'm over here, and then I'm there. Like it doesn't. You know and what I mean? One other thing, like kind of regarding that, is that you're Spider-Man. You can move really freaking fast. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's Even like with no the, loading screens, <laughs> too. Yeah. yeah. But you see what I'm saying? Like open world big games aren't. An open world game doesn't mean like that's what I thought was like my thing was an open world game. Like I want to play an open world game. I want to go out and like explore and do this, and I do. But it's just so big. So you got better things to do. <laughs> Not that I have better things to do. I just have other shit I have to accomplish before I can sit down and play videos, James. And if I can't right. play games for more than an hour or or two, then there's like what's the fucking point of even playing? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm enjoying Horizons, but at the same time, I'm like, I can either do two side quests and level up, which will make the story mission easier, or I can just do the story mission and struggle and maybe do it four times. But then when I'm done, I gotta get off. Right. Yeah. That being said, I think we all can agree that Cyberpunk is just Starfield by Bethesda. Why do you say that? Because it's yeah, filled with that? bugs, and it's in the future. It's not I, a space I, game, though. Wow. Which is another whole topic. I love space. Oh, I love I love space. Sorry, that's a tangent for another video. <laughs> let's let's get into this. Um, Lori, 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 lore, lore time. Let's go. So we're doing um, the we're doing the the antagonists of the Fallout series. And when I got to four, I really thought about who is the antagonist. And yeah, like and, who's the bad guy? And I could have done Father, and I could have done I could have done Desdemona, and I could have taken the really really low hanging fruit and picked Emil or Meal, um, and been like, haha, <laughs> you wrote the same game twice, ba bow. But I feel like I make enough jokes about this game to begin with. So I thought to myself, why not do Arthur Maxon? And here's my idea why. The dude just kind of fucking shows up and he's like, this is wrong and I'm taking care of it. And it's like, <laughs> really? He kind of sucks shit. Yeah. I yeah. He's him. just kind of like, I have a cool coat and I hate my parents. And he just kind of <laughs> fucking flies in and then he's like, everybody stop. And it's like, dude, we got away from this. Like, like yeah. elder it's lions. Like, I am here to rescue you all from nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, the guy sucks so so much. Yeah. He also his model just looks like he's a douche. His what? His model. His model. <laughs> his model. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell this dude like slips Mickey's and girls drinks at the bar. <laughs> like you can Jeez, just tell. Like he's got that fucking asshole haircut. Yeah. 
And he's like, I'm. A, he's like, do you know who my grandparents were? Like, he's that's, just one of those guys. That's not to say that anyone that has a similar haircut is an asshole. But Arthur Maxson definitely is an asshole. Nah, dude, I'm willing to bet if you have a haircut like that, you're an asshole. Don't. I'm not saying that's a definitive bins. fact, but we I'm need saying two more subscribers to get to 300. You're right. You're right. You're Don't right. Don't alienate people with asshole haircuts. All right. If you have an asshole haircut, I'm sorry. Consider shaving it off. <laughs> <laughs> or growing it out. Yeah. Do both at the same time. All right. Artie Maxson. <laughs> Elder Arthur Maxson, Brotherhood Registration, MX-001E, is the last descendant of the Maxson lineage. He serves as a squire in the Citadel in 2277 and is currently the Supreme Commander of the East Coast Chapter of the Brotherhood in 2287. Born in 2267 to Jonathan and Jessica Maxson, Arthur is the descendant of the legendary Roger Maxson, founder of the Brotherhood of Steel. His father, father, his, his, my father, his father, a high-ranking paladin (laughs) serving just outside the New California Republic, was recently killed in battle, and his mother, Lady Maxson, sent the boy east uh, to be raised under the tutelage, that's a fun word, of the respected Elder Owen Lyons. Squire Maxon tends. Young Maxon turns out to be quite a timid child, which is the main reason his mother sends him to the Citadel. Part of the reason was... This is... Okay, I get all my lore off fallout.fandom.com. Whoever wrote this didn't do a great job. I'm just going to say it. I'm sorry. I apologize. Not my fault, though. I didn't write this. All right. So his mom sent him east because the 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 West Brotherhood was was fucking up, and he was a big, (laughs) big fucking baby. Yeah. So he obviously has some fucking resentment towards his parents and some insecurity because he's a little bitch boy. Ever since arriving at the Citadel, Arthur was an attentive student with a good knowledge of brotherhood of the brotherhood's triumphs and history. He has also proven himself to be a keen observer making accurate observations of the local super mutant threat and even observing a behemoth from the citadel walls once. Overall, he received a top-notch education thanks to the excellent teachers and trainers at the citadel. And of course, he learned the codex by heart. Though the protocols given him have given him a particular trouble, especially when it came to the encounters with the outside. The Codex deemed them unworthy, yet Elder Owen Lyons was content to violate them as he saw fit, such as when accepting the Lone Wanderer into the Citadel without taking the oath of fraternity. The boy, whose only real encounter with the outside, with the outside were the Brotherhood members visiting the Citadel. He was surprised by the decision, but, but deferred to Elder Lion's judgment. Despite his reservations, he was also trained in combat, combat by Sentinel Sarah Lyons, who on one occasion showed him how to kill people by stabbing them in the kidneys. Good way to take them down. It's painful. Hey, kid, how old are you? Nine, ten, eleven? Just how you do murder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the expectations of the boy. The single largest problem the young Maxon faced 
or expectations. As the last of the Maxon line, he was expected to become the Brotherhood's messiah with the quote, with a quote, soul was forged from eternal steel. Like any other child burdened with such responsibility, he vehemently denied these claims. Easy to do since the elders in the West lost faith, faith in Lion's ability to lead. Vehemently is a word we need to use more. Loneliness also weighed heavy <laughs> on the young Maxon. As the only child in this, as the only child of the Citadel, I don't think that's correct. No, yeah, he's the only only kid model in. Really, Citadel. there's not other yeah. scribes. They're scribes, but they're not kids. Really? Yeah, he's an unkillable child. Remember how Fallout Three did that? Yeah, well, all of them did that. Yeah, but no, I thought I remember seeing other kids there. Nah, neat. Um, all right. Uh, he grew up surrounded by adults with no one of equal age to spend time with. Given that he worked with a soldier, uh, he didn't receive kindness or warmth, merely scolding and training. His closest friends were Liberty Prime <laughs> and inanimate robot. Scribe Rothschild banned him from the laboratory, emphasizing the futility of trying to make friends with a machine. He had to sneak into into the lion's den to read Paladin Vargas's copy of Guns and Bullets without his knowledge. He wouldn't have given it to him otherwise. As a result, the ten-year-old Arthur had a timid and reserved demeanor. It wasn't helped by the fact that the young boy was barred from the patrols due to accidentally shooting sentinel lions during one outing. Arthur... <laughs> Wow, Arthur's reservations and apprehensions helped him maintain a level of politeness and decency that would later translate into an unmatched charisma. What a fucking little bitch boy. You know, that oh, kind of like makes sense now why Liberty Prime is in four. Yes. This robot's my best friend. Yeah. yeah, but like also they didn't like explain that? Yeah. How do we know? Like, I want to know where that's cited from. Yeah. Yeah, there's no citing of that. Like, I'm looking at the wiki now, and it says, like, it says about how, um, this is like. I found uh, the terminal entry. Did you really? Yes. How the fuck did you find it so quick? Uh, diary entry one from uh, Arthur Maxon in Fallout 3. Stupid scribe Rothschild in his stupid lab. All I wanted to do was talk to the robot and see if he'd be my friend. So what if he can't t walk? And that's it. Huh. And then there was another one. Uh, yesterday, Sarah taught me how to kill a man by stabbing him in the kidneys. I think I'm in love. Wow. Wow! Yeah. Because she dies shortly after the events of Fallout 1. I'm sorry, not Fallout 1, Fallout 3. Fallout 3, yeah. Huh. I was going to say, how do we know... See, there's another thing that could have been explored. The only woman I'll ever love is dead, and I met her when I was ten. Like, that's a story that I would have fucking loved. Dude crying I mean, over a girl for a, fucking ten years? Come on. Oh, wait, what's this? No, it kind of reminds me of, like, an Iron Giant Easter egg there. Yeah. Because like, a little boy oh, and his giant shit. robot. Probably. So they probably put in a little Iron Giant Easter egg, and then they made a whole game about it. But bam I'm just so upset that he shows up again. In four. I'm just so upset about that. I know. I know you're upset. Like, 
As someone who reading about being upset. <laughs> so later in life, from 2277 to the present, a key change in Artie Maxson's life Artie boy. Came with adolescence <laughs> and the death of Elder Owen Lyons and Sarah Lyons. While the crumbling, crumbling, Lyons Brotherhood of Steel chafed under the ineffectual leadership of one of the elder, one elder after another, Maxon rapidly developed his talents. In 2279, at the age of 11 plus one, he managed to kill two raiders on a train, on a training patrol, saving the squad that was supposed to escort him. A year later, he managed to single-handedly kill a deathclaw, taking grave wounds in the process and suffering a disfiguring scar that marred his face forever. His key achievement came in 2282 at the age of 15, when he killed a super mutant leader, named Shepard, who was trying to reorganize the remnants of the Capital Wasteland super mutant infestation. This achievement revealed another secret, that the West Coast elders were still monitoring the Eastern brother Brethren, while Maxon's achievements... With Maxon's achievement came leadership and promotion to a provisional elder. I want to see what it says about Shepard. It says literally... I just check that out. It says literally nothing about him. Yeah, he was mentioned briefly in Fallout 4. I'm so surprised he has a fucking entry. Though young, Maxon was ready to lead and reunite the fragmented Brotherhood of Steel. Focus on the East Coast. And focus on... Though young, Maxon was ready to lead and reunite the fragmented Brotherhood of Steel forces on the East Coast. He proved his ability in 2283, where he brokered a peace with the Brotherhood outcast, reigniting them into the Brotherhood of Steel. The Reintegrating. what I say? Reignite. Reintegrating them into the Brotherhood of Steel. The 16-year-old Maxon was proving himself as an effective and dominant... Hold up, hold up, hold up. This kid was 16. He wasn't even, like... He couldn't even grow a full beard, and he was, like, being hailed as a powerful leader of the Brotherhood. Yeah, it depends on your genes. Uh, Kyle, when did you start shaving? I don't remember. I think I was, I was shaving in the sixth grade. Um, no, that's not the point. No, I know, but fucking look at Max. He's got a douchey haircut. Maybe he was shaving early. <laughs> that's also not the point. Why was he, <laughs> why was he, uh, theoretically so good at being an elder when he was literally a child? Cause he's a sociopath. Mm-hmm. And sociopaths okay. are good at one thing, and that's, well, so if sociopaths <laughs> are good. plot in game lore. What's that? Yeah, that's the only thing they're good at is advancing. No, sociopaths are good at using people as tools. They don't see people as people to to. They see them as assets. They see them as assets. And as soon as you're no longer seen as an asset, you get dropped. That's why Maxon succeeded. That's why. That's why most presidents become president. Is because they're good. They're charismatic and good at gaming the system. Mm Hmm. The 16-year-old Maxon was proving himself as effective a diplomat as a warrior. The full force of the Brotherhood of Steel appointed Arthur Maxon as the elder, the youngest in Brotherhood of Steel history. 
The supreme commander of the entire Brotherhood of Steel, with the ability to strike anywhere on the East Coast because of the Pridwin, launched just a year before his rise to power. As of 2287, Elder Maxon's reign in the Capital Wasteland was uncontested, and his authority and influence were spreading across the East Coast. The Pridwin was a key element of the Brotherhood's power projection. In addition, Maxon had the full support of the Elders on the West Coast, who proudly reported that cults existed worshipping Maxon as a god. Although these groups had been eradicated, However, Maxon was offended by the idea of being referred to as a deity as it goes against his beliefs. Maxon is... What the fuck? That would have been so interesting to explore. Maxon is satisfied with being, according to the Brotherhood, the perfect human specimen as example of everything human beings can achieve. Assisted by enhancing, god damn it, even enhanced by advanced technological uh, technology. What the, what an asshole. I know. I feel bad that I like helped this motherfucker, but also I don't feel like any of this was explained to me in the game that he thought of himself as, but think about how cool fucking a cult of people who worship him would be. Yeah. That would have been a way more interesting storyline. That would have been so cool. That would have been fucking make him like Cult of personalities are like the most interesting and terrifying kind. Make him like David Koresh. Make him like Jim Jones. Make him where he walked into, he walked into Boston as a terrifying military presence, but he said, don't worry, my children, come to me, for I am Elder Maxon. Like, have it where he's like, um, uh, what's the, what's the, the cult from Oregon? Rajneesh Parem. Do you ever see anything about Rajneesh Parem? Uh, only what you've mentioned. Uh, fucking this dude this dude made a commune and it was like it looked great until like like they owned this town in Oregon and like they made their own laws they were their own military their police force like they were bussing in homeless people to vote for them it was fucking nuts it was nuts and uh have some shit like that have some shit like Rajneesh Parem have some shit like like the Branch Davidians that shit would be super fucking tight Instead of just, I don't like them because their face is different than mine and it's all wrinkly and there might be an aluminum skeleton. Fuck you. Instead of having an interesting cultural discussion, we're just gonna do racism again. Just, just, just genocide. Just, just, just hit Hitler light. And genocide. Just, yep. yeah. Just little Hitler. <laughs> little Hitler. You remember that show. from Robot Chicken? Uh, <laughs> Little Hitler, what a scamp. <laughs> his ideals. Arthur Maxon, for all his maturity, is still young and idealistic, yet a capable leader of the Brotherhood on the East Coast. I don't know what that voice was. I don't know. I'm ju- I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get through this. This is this is so fucking. I just keep seeing war- how they could have made this better and better and better, and it just isn't. And, You're just spiraling. And I'm just like, here's this thing that I love so much. Do they love it anymore? Like, why Complain won't about, you look at it? B two, what's that? I said complain about Fallout Four marker cards. B two, yeah. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. God damn it! All right. 
he can establish an amalgam between the ways of his predecessor and tutor, Elder Owen Lyons, who is using technology to help others and the traditional brotherhood approach of converting and preserving. Coveting and preserving advanced technology to protect people from abusing it. As a result, he is much more lenient about technology, being in the hands of outsiders, and ac- and allocates teams of soldiers to combat dangers that would otherwise harm or kill the people of the wasteland. While he has other teams scouring the ruins for technology that could be missed in the wrong hands, Maxon also strongly insists that the Brotherhood has the best intentions for the Commonwealth in mind. He deeply cares for everyone under his command. As... Really? Really, dog? Your fucking top paladin turns out to be a fucking synth and you're ready to fucking kill him and you care about everybody? All right. He deeply cares about, cares for everyone under his command as he was expect, say it please. Exceptionally. Thank you. He deeply cares for everyone under his command as he was exceptionally, exceptionally reluctant to allow Ingram into the field as a field scribe despite Knight Captain Cade's professional opinion due to her power armor frame, which replaces her legs and much of her lower torso. She was more suited for combat when scrub she was more suited for combat than scribe work. In fact, probably better suited than any knight they could muster. Additionally, he explicitly ordered that all technology was to be traded for food and medicine, and violent confrontation would be a last resort which drastically set him apart from the West Coast Brotherhood. He used violence as a... Oh, I'm sorry. Who used... The West Coast used violence as a first resort. This shows that not only does he not wish to risk the lives of those under his command, but he genuinely seems to care about the people of the Commonwealth. Again, set up food drives. Got like like toys for guns or guns for toys, whatever the fucking thing is. <laughs> guns set, for tots. Guns, guns for, for tots. tots. Baby shooting AKs. Babow. Set up something like that. That would have been that like that would have showed that maybe the Brotherhood gave a fuck about the Commonwealth. Have tech but like they literally it, despite what we just read, it I never really thought that the Brotherhood gave a shit about the Commonwealth. No. no. It was all just a cash grab the for them. The way they wanted free technology. The, mm-hmm. Yes. The way the Brotherhood was portrayed in four was the US when they find out an underdeveloped country has oil. Yeah. It's just skirt, what's up? You guys got oil? Okay, this is democracy, bitch. Military state. Like just <laughs> Set up drives. Like, put the fucking game in the oven for two more years. Fuck. I just, I hope we get to a day where we can see that the company that owns Fallout gives a fuck about Fallout as much as the fans do. He also approved the request. He also approved a request by Scribe Naraya, Senior Scribe Naraya, to develop a more effective alternative to the pre-war Rataway, showing that he also carries on Lion's efforts of improving technology as opposed to simply hoarding it, which remains the West Coast goals. These seem to be the goals still carried by the West Coast Brotherhood, as seen between conversations with Nolan McNamara and Veronica Sen. How do you say her name? Santigello? Santigello. Santigello. 
in New Vegas. Wow. I don't know about you guys, but I'm upset. <laughs> Why? Um, well, are you okay? Do you need a sec? I just, I just, I need, need to go s- outside and smoke a cigarette. I was going to say, like, I don't even smoke. And part of me is like, I need a goddamn cigarette. Um, I just, there's so many things in this that would have made a, a, a deeper and more compelling story. There's so many things in this. Talk about how Lyons was the, like Sarah Lyons was the only woman that he ever loved. Talk about how the Max in line dies with his name because the only woman he ever lived, the only woman he ever loved died in combat and he never got over it. Even if it's a terminal entry, even if you just hear other scribes and paladins be like, yeah, well, he never really got over the death of lions. And then it's like, oh, what the fuck happened there? Let me go to the wiki and check it out. Like, let me read an entry that's kind of poorly written. Yep. But like, do you know, see what I'm saying? If you genuinely care about that, how come I never saw the Brotherhood patrolling running into Wastelanders and being like, Wastelander, do you have any technology on you? Oh, we don't want, we don't, we don't want any trouble. They got their hands up. If you have anything on you, we were, we are willing to trade for food and stim packs. Oh, what? What's up? Oh, I found this doohickey in a, in a, in a fucking, in a, in a garage. Uh, Let me see it. All right, cool. Here's some stim packs and some food. Learn how to read. And then, like, they keep going. Like, <laughs> Learn how to read. Like, think about how fucking more compelling the Brotherhood would have been. I went with the it Brotherhood. Been, it's because, better. I went yeah. with the Brotherhood when I first played it because I just wanted to see what the Brotherhood would have done. But fucking Liberty Prime. The Wobot was my friend. I don't have any friends. All of my friends are either dead or I fell in love with them and then they died or they're all back on the West Coast. Or Aww. they're robots. Aww. <laughs> Hello, and big I'm going robot to kill man. every robot person. Yeah, yeah. I loved robots so <laughs> oh, much yeah, that this giant yeah. communist was my best or my this giant, not communist, this giant <laughs> Republican was my best friend. I love you, <laughs> giant Ronald Reagan. And then, what do you mean? There's Little Ronald Reagans and everybody, they need to die. There's only one Robo Reagan. One Robo Reagan to rule them all. <laughs> Maybe this episode Robo Reagan. Oh, uh, cool. Oh, amazing. God damn. Fuck this. Arthur Maxon may grab a bottle of whiskey or a beer from around the Citadel and drink it, similar to other characters. Because he's Den. And he wants to be like everybody else. A depressed alcoholic. Yeah. One of his lines of dialogues in what links the Enclave power armor of Fallout 3's previous Fallout games, Advanced Power Armor Mark II, suggests that it was what the Enclave personnel are equipped with. Maxon is one of only two characters in Fallout 3. Uh, Fallout 3, sorry. God damn it. I'm fucked up. <laughs> Maxon is one of only two characters in Fallout 3 who will recite excerpts from the Codex. The other one is Star Paladin Cross, the least used companion in Fallout 3. What? But Cross is kind of cool regardless. Yeah, I'm not saying she's not. I just don't know anybody personally who's ever used her. Because she's lame. <laughs> you just said she was cool. Yeah, but she's cool. She's like not cool enough to take with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's impossible to pickpocket Maxon even with a level 4 pickpocketing perk. Do you want to be finished with this with this entry? Yep. <laughs> because fuck Artie, fuck him. Yeah, fuck, fuck him. this guy. That's guys, why he's a villain. 
Yeah, that's why he's the villain, because he's poorly written. No other reason, just because <laughs> he's poorly... The if there's page. any crime that you should never commit, is being poorly written. <laughs> he must throw out the wiki page, then. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys. Um, I had some other shit that I wanted to do. This is going to be a little bit of a longer episode. I don't mind if you don't mind. I don't know why you would, because I have to edit. But, um... It's the end of the year. I don't know if there's going to yes. be... I'll, I'll let you know right now. Um... That the next episode is most likely going to be a burner because we don't want to work the week of Christmas. I mean, nobody does. Nobody does. I have a lot of shit going on that I have to take care of. Um, I'm going to be traveling to see my family. When are you coming home? Mm-mm. Okay, good. Um, 22, I think. Um, I have shit that I'm taking care of. My room is a mess. Christmas is upon us. I still have to go a little, I have to do a little shopping. And the prom's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh the next one is going to be a burner there will be I, I don't i don't think there'll be a burner for um new year's but there will be one for the week of christmas that being said fellas lady fella what are your games of the year everything's out everything's out yeah um now before we get into this because i'm going to clip this into its own thing um we haven't played everything, obviously. I don't know. Well, Kyle plays everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kyle, Kyle's uh, Kyle's working on ports of Atari games to the Vectrex. That's how <laughs> fucking much Kyle plays. Um, My Commodore 64 gave me powers, psychic powers. <laughs> Kyle's smart, Lord Kyle. <laughs> um, Kyle has three power gloves, one for his right hand, one for his left hand, and one for wherever he wants to put it. So, um guys, what's your what's your game of the year? Now, this doesn't have to be game that came out this year, just the game that you love the most this year. Um It's tough. It's really tough because I'm caught between Final Fantasy 14 online and Hades. And honestly, another contender, if I have to pick like a top three, is No Man's Sky. Really? Yeah, those are my my top three in no particular order. I'm gonna give Papa a second to think. Yeah. Cause uh Yeah, there's a lot. Kyle, would you say you play like four new games a month? Uh like on average? Well, new games and like old games. Like I started no, playing I know. Ratchet and Clank again. Oh really? For the PS2? <laughs> yeah. Three. Oh, nice. I have I had all a, the Ratchet and Clank games. Which one for on three? Uh, well, the collection's on there, and then... Uh, cool. They have Deadlock is backwards, or you can buy it, and so I bought Deadlock. I cool. never knew that for years. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. I, re- I, had, um, I had one that was really good. I think it was a crack in time. Mm. That one's I really good. I think I actually good. played that one, too. That one's yes. really fucking good. Um, I'm going to say my top games of the year are The Last of Us 2. And Minecraft. You don't have a third one to stick in there? I don't think so. Like, Skater XL was awesome. It was great that we got another skate game, especially a Sim skate game. Tony Hawk was great. Um, I bought Smash this year, but I didn't really play it a lot. We usually would play it, like, at my house. Yeah. Um, I bought Animal Crossing, and it's just not for me. Yeah. I bought Destroy All Humans this year. I mean, we're recording this before Christmas. 
So I might get a game for Christmas and just be like, oh my god, this is fucking great. Yeah. But I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I don't ask for, like, I don't, I don't, like, I don't ever tell anybody what I want. Someone's like, oh, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, I don't want anything. I just, I'm just, I just I'm, have a wish list of books that I usually give to people. Yeah. I, I should have. I'm a sad adult. I should have bought. I should have bought books. I, I have a couple books that I'm looking at right now that I should have read and I didn't. But Kyle, yeah, I mean, Kyle finally taught you how to read, so you might as well get your <laughs> money's worth. It was begrudging, and mm-hmm. he would hurt me when I said words wrong. But Kyle, what do you? What say you? Uh, if I have to pick top three, like the three, I would have to say uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Really? It just came out. That game. Apparently it rocks. It's it's just refreshing to be back in the normal. It, I wouldn't say in the normal franchise, but like it just it, it's an Assassin's Creed game. It feels like one and two mixed in a, a setting of Vikings. Like is the music's this the on oldest point. it goes back? Uh, no, no. Uh, Odyssey is uh, you know Greek gods and all that. Oh, but that you're wasn't right. Really, you're right. You're right loosely connected to that but but like it just it just it, the music hits the music's and like I haven't been bored like all side stuff and like finding everything has been like a fun, bunch of fun um I would say Ghost to Shima just because that game was just so amazing so beautiful um and I'll probably have to say probably Kingdom Hearts 3 that came out this year? It's been a long, grueling, terrible year, Vince. <laughs> that came out in 2020? Yes. I don't no. think so. No, 2019? The DLC, but I, I it's been so long for me to actually finish that game. But uh, the music game came out, which is amazing. So. Oh, is that a... Yeah. Just because I can listen to Kingdom Hearts music. <laughs> All this time. year, when you is... walk away, you can hear me say, "Please, oh baby." Fucking two thousand four. Yeah, I was never. But yeah, that's, I think that's mine. This year has been so fucking long. Yeah, you I feel and like I. This year aged me four years. Kyle, you and I saw Sonic the Hedgehog the movie. In the theater in February. Yeah. That feels like it was two years ago. Yeah. That was the last movie we saw in a live theater. Yeah, that was the, the that's last the, movie I saw in theaters was Cats. That's fucking... Oof. I don't Ooh, know what's horrible. a better story. Yeah. You know, did, the, did the you merge know? is coming. What's coming? I said the merge is coming. You know. Oh, the dimensional merge is on its way, yeah. yeah. That's why it's been a terrible year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess I had a good year in some respects, but mostly it's been terrible. Like, this is like the year that I like mainly focused on my transition, so that's been kind of fucking great. But everything else sucks so much ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of good happened. Like, personally, a lot of good happened this year. Mm-hmm. Um. This year fucking sucked, and I'm just tired of talking about it, to be honest. Yeah, and you know what? No, don't do it. Don't do it. What? 
Oh, I thought you were going to do something else. What's up? What about January? When January <laughs> comes, it's just going to be 2020 part two, baby. Yeah, that's all it's going to be. Part one. It'll be 2021. So it'll be no. part one. It's going to be, uh, it's going to just be, um, December again. Or like maybe, well, yeah. it's honestly just going to be another March because that's all that we've been living through. Will be an A twenty twenty and then the little twenty twenty A yeah <laughs> no I, it'll it'll I think by June will be good but I was also saying in March oh we'll be good by September yeah and but, I said no fucking way I was supposed to go to Japan I was supposed to fucking go to Japan guys have you been following Pokemon I was hearing some stuff about that. No, not really. Dude, Pokemon's going through a fucking boom. Really? Dude, yeah. the cards? Okay, so I work with this kid who's, like, super into the card game. And we'll talk about cards all night. He told me he bought two shiny cards. Not holographic, like the Pokemon are shiny. And when mm. they do that, it's, like, super special edition. For, like, $900 a card. He bought them? This was three years ago. Oh. Espeon and Umbreon, shiny, nine hundred a card. All right, well that makes sense because they're both really dope, uh, and then they're shiny forms. PSA graded nine <sighs> for nine hundred bucks. Damn, they're worth three grand a piece right now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, a lot yeah. of uh, from what I've been seeing, like a lot of Twitch streamers have been like buying a bunch of them to just open on stream. Yeah. We were talking about it the other day, and it was um, base set one, base set two. Some guy recently bought, uh, not recently, he bought uh, Charizard first edition Shadowless PSA ten Charizard from the base set, like the first one. Well, is that like a hundred thousand bucks? He paid seven hundred for it in two thousand seven. And he didn't think anything of it. He goes, I just want this card. I want to relive my childhood a little bit. It's the card I never had. I want this card. 700 bucks. Recently sold at an auction for $380,000. Yeah. 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 So, like, I went through my cards. <laughs> and I was I like. never know. Yeah. I, I have think a first- I have my holographic once in like a case somewhere but like the other ones i think i threw them out years and years ago because just like oh so it's it's the holographics are going to get you the most money Mm -hmm. of course um but then it depends on the grade and if they were played and then on top of that some of like i saw a base set or a second squirtle or something um that was like going for like 300 bucks squirtle like PSA eight, like yeah. a graded eight. Um, yeah, like I wanted. I was like, oh, maybe I'll get my my favorite Pokemon because my favorite Pokemon. It's not like Charizard or anything. My favorites are like Alakazam, Dragonite. Um, I, I knew that Dragonite was in your top. Yeah, Dragonite Night Night. Like Dragonite doesn't show up till Fossil, I don't think. But like, I was like, oh, I'll get these cards and I'll have them and I'll get them graded. Kind of what I want to do, which I think is a total baller move. Is um, do you ever see the Jesus pieces? It's a necklace. Let me see if I can find a picture. A Jesus piece necklace. It's. Uh, I'll put this picture in uh, in chat. But hold on a second. What are you talking about? Just like like a religious jewelry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a chain. Yeah, of course. Uh, but it's like it's like Jesus's face. 
Oh, no. Usually I just see like a cross. Yeah, yeah hold on. I'll put a picture of it on in thing. What I want to do, and I think this is just such a baller move. That's fully iced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of money. What I what I want to do is I want to get a PSA graded card and turn it into a necklace like that. <laughs> like a medallion? <laughs> yeah, like have it like uh like a like a, oh that's that's a little Chris Chaney now that I think about it. But like yeah. I want to have yeah. it because <laughs> I think that's such like a baller move would be to like have PSA graded Pokemon cards like as a chain and like just walking around like it's iced like out chain in carbonite. Like, no, not even just like in the plastic. But I I um I, I would like to get like a team, like I would like to get a team of like the first, I mean not the first, but like the first artwork of the card, just because I'm a fucking moron. But um yeah, Pokemon's having a weird thing right now. Yeah, there was a, a streamer I watched that was like he got in trouble for gambling on stream, like doing like the live poker things, and he's like, "This is just gambling for kids." Yeah, it's and all then RNG. He did a, then he did a stream of actually getting the cards, ripping them, or setting them on fire. Do you know about Chonka Chain? That he doesn't have an addiction? Wait, who was it? Uh, Soda Poppin. Oh. Like, he's watching two uh, Charizards in lube, and then uh, I know the one other streamer, Mythkiff, like, stole one and, like, wiped it off and then, like, left with it. And he's like, we're gonna go to his house and get it back. And he made him rip it on stream, too. Jesus Christ. Pay off a fucking house. Jesus. Yeah, I looked up um, the boxes that are on eBay right now. 10K, 12K. Yeah. So I, the highest I saw was 70,000 for a box that's, of cards. That's crazy. Yeah. Booster box. Yeah, it's fucking crazy right now. It's really fucking yep. crazy. Do you guys want to talk about anything else? I feel like I was just trying to fill time. Sorry. No, um, I was just going to say, do you know what else is crazy? Kyle, wait, I want to talk to Kyle quick. That uh, Gino's not a Smash character now? I want to talk about it. He'll never be in the game. It makes no sense for him to be there. He's a me. He's a me oh. fighter. Or not me yeah, fighter. Like, He's a me costume. He'll never be like in the game in the game. Uh, I'm just happy that Thor was in costume. Oh, we didn't even just... talk about Seth- Sephiroth. Yeah. I was... Yeah. I'm so hyped. Very excited. It just shows how tone deaf Nintendo is. Uh, they weren't Sega uh, from oh, not Sega. Supposedly, <laughs> Square Enix wouldn't allow, or there was a long thing of like Square not letting them use characters. From my understanding of watching people, but like so that's what was like everybody's so shocked to see him there because uh, yeah, of Square. Right? Like Cloud was like revolutionary. Yeah. Like no one thought Cloud was ever going to be in it. But something was Square. Was in it. Yeah. I mean, I love a good anime sword fighter. Yeah, thank God there's more in, in Smash. If Smash is lacking anything, it's anime sword fighters. Thank God we have another one. I'm just happy it's not Fortnite character. Yeah, that me too. was trending all over Twitter that night. I think that makes yeah. more sense than Sephiroth. Nah. I just Fortnite got Kratos and Master Chief. Because if you think about it, like a lot of the represented franchises have a villain. Sonic yeah, which I love, except for Sonic. I and honestly, I think Sonic should have a yeah. villain represented. Who knows? Shadow might be the next one. You never know. Sha- I- Nintendo putting in Sephiroth makes zero fucking sense to me. They said they wanted icons from games, right? And yeah, I'm not saying Sephiroth isn't an icon, 
All I'm saying is, if you wanted to add icons from games, and you want to add new people, like they put Minecraft Steve in there, then... Microsoft property. Why are you putting in Sephiroth when you could have added how many other... They added Min Min. Who the fuck... Who the Min Min's fuck? fun as fuck to I, play I as. I didn't say Min Min was or was not fun. Who the fuck is playing ARMS? I mean, Nintendo does have to stroke their own ego yeah. once in a while. Which is why but they got like, Minecraft in there. Put Minecraft. Put Steve in. That makes sense. Put Master Chief in it. That makes a lot of sense. Put in fucking Tony Hawk. Dude, Shrek. I'd even take Shrek at this point. Like, <laughs> he's not a game character. He's not a game character, but he is iconic. Like... Just put in uh, Sakurai, just a 3D scan of Sakurai. <laughs> Let me play a Sakurai. And you can just, like, delete characters. I like, just think... Final Smash, you just get deleted. I just think them putting in Sephiroth shows that Nintendo has no understanding of what their what their fan base wants. Because Nintendo knows their fan base is going to eat up whatever they give them. Did you hear what happened with Etika? That's fucked what, up, yeah. That's someone really was buying up. Joy-Cons and customizing them, and then the money he was making, he was donating to the a mental health foundation, and Nintendo shut them down. He was mm-hmm. paying for these. He, yeah. The guy paid for these Joy-Cons. Shut them down. Yeah, they he sent like, him a literally cease wasn't and making desist. any money off it. He wasn't yeah. making a fucking dime. He, had he was, he on was their donating. But Kyle, he bought, he bought the controllers. It don't matter. There, with the whole thing with the Smash thing too, uh, somebody had online. Uh, there was online. I forgot what it was. It was like online Smash. Oh, it was better netcode for Melee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah something it was like that, and they shut that completely down, or like a tournament yeah. or whatever, and they shut that completely down. You know how much the prize pool was that for that tournament? What? Oh, uh, that this was Big House, wasn't it? No, it was fucking yeah. fifteen dollars. Huh? Huh. Whoever won that tournament, if I if I heard it correctly, got fifteen dollars. If I bought a PlayStation Five and customized the sides. And donated the money to a charity. If Sony came to me and said, like, and I was doing this as like not a business, but doing this as like something to raise money for a charity. Mm-hmm. And Sony came to me and they're like, hey, cease and desist, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. I'm not making money on this. I'm getting my money back for the PlayStation, but I've raised two hundred dollars for they were sending it to the to the same foundation that Etika could have used to counsel him before he killed himself. Yeah. And it's then, really, it's really sad. My favorite Nintendo uh, practice: you're not allowed to use emulators. You're not allowed. You're not allowed. You want to emulate a game from 20 years ago? Not allowed. Not allowed. And mm-hmm. then they go, "Hey, uh, we're coming out with some games. Uh, they're emulations of our games, but on a cartridge, and you only have until March of next year to buy it. So go ahead and pick it up." Fucking, the, they're so yeah. tone deaf. They're so fucking tone deaf. And these adult man children that continue to buy the consoles. Just continue to reinforce it. Nintendo has said multiple times how they want to do a uh, false scarcity. Remember with the Wii? Remember how you couldn't find a fucking Wii for two years? Mm-hmm. Just false scarcity out the ass. Why? Because and they'll they'll tell you. Yeah, this is what we're doing. False scarcity. There's you, the store wants twenty five. We're sending them six. Figure it out. Like these are awful business practices. And like fucking yeah. lambs to slaughter. We keep going back. Pokemon has been the same for fucking 15 years. The last good one was Black and White 2. It's a hill I'm willing to die on. Do I know a hill that I'm willing to die on? Tell me. It's Shane Ivers. (laughs) He's the hill I'm willing to die on because he made our intro music and it's called Feather Duster. 
If you want to get it, you can get it at www.silverbrinsouth.com slash free music slash feather duster. Vince. Yes. Tell us about what we do. In the description below, there's going to be a link to my social, all of social, Kyle's social, the show's social media. Go ahead and give that a link, a, a click on a link. Follow us, follow the show. There's going to be a link to our uh, Discord there. We are filming this using the power of Discord. We're streaming to each other so we can see each other. And at, let me tell you, every day I get to see Kyle's beautiful glowing face is a day that I can go to bed happy. Oh, boy. <laughs> That being said, um, there's some people that we're going to have to thank for a couple different reasons in a minute. One of them being the Discord. Um, but join. It's we're, Someone's always talking. While this was going on, people were having a conversation. I think about frogs. I didn't really check in. Um, if you like the show, you want to support the show, make sure that you follow us. You subscribe on, on, on YouTube. We're two or four or six subs away from 300 and i would love to hit 300 before 2021 um that'd be pretty cool that would be uh so share with your friends please uh make sure you like it leave a comment put the playlist on of all the episodes and fall asleep to it even if you mute it just so you have some light in your room it helps us immensely with the algorithm and i don't think i'm breaking (laughs) terms of service by saying that if i am i'm sorry i'm sorry susan um Link to the Red Bubble so you can buy a shirt, a clock, block, duvet, stickers, a bunch of other shit, and a Patreon where it is not mandatory for you to throw us a couple bucks, but if you'd like to throw us a couple bucks to see the show get a little bit bigger, a little bit better, a little bit harder, faster, stronger, we highly, highly appreciate it. Olive, who do we have to thank? We have people to thank. First, I want to thank Noah. Thanks, Noah. Next up is Gage twice. Thank you, Gage. Once for the Patreon and another time for the Discord because of you, we can... I can see Kyle. I can see Papa. Hey, Papa. I hate, I hate oh, this. Look, I hate look this. at Kyle. I, I love seeing him. Um, <laughs> thank you. Next up is Jordan with a Y. Thank you, Jordan with a Y. Then we have Danny. Thank you, Danny. Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. And Bones Jones. Thank you, Bones Jones. Thank you so much for supporting us, guys. And remember, if... You are struggling because the world is burning that you don't have to keep giving us money on Patreon, even though we really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I think that's everything. Yeah. Kyle, do you have anything to say? Goddamn. Goddamn. All right. Gang shit, homies. Be safe. See ya. See ya. Be safe during the holidays, people. Bye, Kyle. See ya, Say bye, Kyle. I said bye, Kyle. Kyle. I did it. I already said it. (laughs) Bye, Kyle. Everybody. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Gorman Entertainment Production.